Matt's been talking about we are new in Christ. You know, who we were, who people thought we were, who people remember who we were, that that's not who we are. We are new creature in Christ. So God really put on my heart, Matt came to me a couple days ago, and he said, um, I think you need to teach. And I'm like, oh, thanks. So the Lord gave me this amazing, I know this was awesome for me. I think it's one of the most life-changing words that the Lord put in my life. Um, so I'm going to talk about supernatural living, okay? Um, living in the supernatural, living in the spirit. What does that mean? We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. He's our guide. You know, you need to follow his lead. He's the key to living how to live supernaturally. We want to live like heaven to earth, not I hope I get by here and I can't wait to get to heaven to see signs, wonders, miracles, and healings. God said, no, supernatural, we're going to live in the spirit, not the flesh. So I, I thought of a story. A few years ago, I went on a field trip over in Nuevo, and they have this big bog, okay? And the guide is walking us through there, and we're with these kids, and they keep saying, you need to stay on the path. You know, you need to listen to what I say, because a bog can be really dangerous. This looks like it's really solid ground, but a bog, you can step onto it, bam, be gone in a, a second. Okay, and the trees, and, and there's trees growing up, and so they're like, you have to listen to me, because I'm trained in this, you stay on the path, you don't, not even one foot, because you think it's solid, and she took a big six-foot stick and went right through it, and it was water. And so, um, sometimes things can look safe, that's why God's like, he gave the helper, he gave the Holy Spirit as our guide, because we need a guide, because we don't need to be walking off and drowned. You know, yes, that looked safe. There was trees growing on it. There was plants. There was birds walking around, you know. What's not safe with a robin, little robin, popping around on the ground? You know, it looked safe. It doesn't look, it didn't look dangerous. You know, she wasn't trying to control us like, I just want you to stay on the path because I'm in charge. She's like, I like to bring all the kids back that I brought out, you know. She's like, I want to guide you through this because I want you to enjoy this. I want you to learn about this. I want you to see the wildlife. I want you to see the beauty that your county has to offer. Um, but we needed to follow her. And um, that's what I want to talk about is understanding the Holy Spirit's your guide. You do not have to follow him. That, there was no railings. I could have stepped off. I could have walked out there. I could have done whatever I wanted. She couldn't physically control me, Right? Especially, she's like a half bit of nothing. So, you know. Um, but I needed to listen to her because she had wisdom. And that's what God said. He gave us the Holy Spirit because he's like, you know what? You don't have to listen to him, but you want to live supernaturally. You need him in your life. Our flesh, which is, you know, our flesh is really good at convincing our soul, which is our mind, our will, and our emotions. You know, you don't get sleep. Your emotions can be out of control. You might not want to do whatever they tell you to do, right? When I am hungry, my emotions say, punch somebody. You know, <laughs> get out of my way. You know, when I'm hot, that my emotions say, snap at everybody, right? You ever been there? It's like, I'm hot, don't talk to me. You know, so our flesh is really good at convincing our mind, our will, and emotions to follow it. Do what we want to do. Let us be your guide. It's taking you out into the deep water, and you don't even know. The flesh is selfish. It thinks it knows it all, and it knows better. You know, it relies on logic, reason, and what the natural eye can see. Well, this is logical. Well, God's not always logical. God is supernatural. He did some things. You know what? Boys walked around in a fiery furnace. 
That is not logical. You can't figure out why that's happening. There is no thing on earth that is natural about that. Because God isn't natural. He's supernatural. Okay? I am sorry. I am 34, and I am not having a baby. Sarah, in the Bible, she was 80 years old. That is not natural, right? If, if there was an 80-year-old woman pregnant right now, that would be in the news, right? Because that is not normal, and we're trying to reason that away. You know, she shouldn't have been able to have a baby, but God's like, no, we're going to live in the Spirit, and, you know, what I can do is way above and beyond what's your mind. So reason and logic, God gave them to us, and he gave us our natural eyes. I'm glad I can see. But he said, that's not who your guide is. Your flesh is not your guide. But our spirit, it's a new creature. It's our true identity. Your spirit is your true identity. Your new spirit in Christ Jesus is your identity. It's not Sarah, she used to be shy. You know, my mom used to, Sarah, this is my shy child. Those of you, you can all laugh now. <laughs> yeah, you know, like seriously, I would hide behind my mom and like get under her shirt if someone tried to take a picture or talk to me. If you talk to me, I'd start crying. Okay, I could know you. I would just start bawling, you know, because I was that shy. I didn't talk to anybody but my mom. I think I was in second grade before I could spend the night at someone's house. Every time, you know, my mom, dad, come, 11 o'clock at night, come get me. You know, I can't be here. I can't be around people I don't know. But our true identity is our spirit. And we have been learning about that and letting go of our old self. Um, We're trying to cut and get free to live the life Jesus set for us in the Spirit. You know, we are free from the sin and bondage that the devil put in our life. When we come in Jesus, it doesn't mean that we never sin again. It says we are free from our sin and bondage. You know, he set us free from the manipulation of our flesh. Flesh is a manipulator. You're hungry. You have the right to be mean to people. Well, you, you don't have enough, so you don't need to give. You know, your flesh, well, I don't want to do that. You know, I don't want to go to school. I don't want to work. I don't want to be on time. We don't have to. You don't have to. But see, that's a flesh nature. The spirit nature is always in submission to Christ Jesus. Always. That was a good word right there. We now get to be led by the spirit. We get to be led by the spirit. We don't get to just throw us into the bog, figure it out, hope to see you on the other side, right? God's like, no, I set him. This, this, this guy, he knows. The Holy Spirit, he'll get you across safe. You'll see everything beautiful. You'll see all the creation. You know, you'll walk through, but you're going to come on the other side. The flesh is like, I'm going to do what I want to do. And, you know, one step in, you're six feet up to your neck and muck and, you know, bog is a bunch of dead things. That's how it becomes. Things dying upon dying upon dying. You know, he set us free from that manipulating flesh. Our flesh needs to come into submission to our spirit, not the other way around. So we now get to be led by the spirit, you know, which supersedes reason with miracles and signs and wonder. If you're trying to reason away, supernatural lifestyle supersedes that. Reason Sometimes goes out the door. I don't know why someone has healed. I don't know why, you know, 5,000 people were, you know, fed with, you know, fish and bread from a little boy's lunch. You know, logic, statistics, you know what overrides that? Wisdom and faith. Wisdom and faith. Hebrews 11.1, this is, um, it says, what is faith? 
It is the confidence, assurance that something we want is going to happen. It is the certainty that what we hope for is waiting for us, even though we can't see it up ahead. You know, logic, statistics says, well, this happened, this is going to happen. God says, oh, no, no, no. Let me tell you. When David was hiding and running, God said, no, he's going to be a king. He is the king. Logically, you'd be like, oh, he has, you know, a couple hundred men, and Saul has huge armies. You know, statistically, he's going to lose, right? God says, I don't care about statistics. You know what I care about? Put your faith in me, and I'm going to give you wisdom on what to do, when to do it, how to grow, and how to move. He's going to set a supernatural life ahead of you. In Romans 8.13, it says, All who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Guess what? You want to know if you're a son or daughter of God? If you're being led by the Spirit, you're a son or daughter of God. So guess what? If you're saved and you're a son or daughter of God, guess who you get to be led by? The Holy Spirit. It's that easy. So if you know you're a son or daughter of God and you're thinking, you know what? I'm not really being led by the Spirit. Get in line. Don't be falling off into dead things. Um, Galatians 5.18, I'm reading this out of the Message Bible because it is amazing. It says, My counsel is this, live freely, animated and motivated by God's Spirit. Then you won't feed the compulsions of selfishness. For there is a root of sinful self-interest in us that is at odds with our free spirit, just as the free spirit is incompatible with selfishness. These two ways of life are anti-ethical, so that you cannot live at times one way and at other times another way, according to how you feel on any given day. Why don't you choose to be led by the Spirit and so escape the erratic compulsions of law-dominated existence? Boom. If this wasn't expensive, I'd do mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) So that, I love that in the message. He's saying, hey, don't live one way. Choose to be free. Because you think, because you're living like that, oh, I'm free. No, you're in bondage and you don't even know it. I saw a video of this guy in Africa and he had a chicken. And the chicken was sitting next to him and he'd get up and it'd walk with him. And the guy goes, how did you train that chicken? He said, every day of his life I had a string tied to his leg for so long that he became so used to his bondage that I don't even have to have that string anymore and he stays right there. See, when you're not living in the spirit and you think you're free, you're the chicken. You're the chicken. He's saying, hey, freedom comes in Christ. Don't say, well, today I'm having a bad day, so I'm going to act like this. I'm going to follow this. I don't like this. Jesus never asked you what you liked. He doesn't need to ask you what you like. You know, if I ask my kids what they would like for dinner every day, that would turn out badly after a couple of weeks. You know what I mean? Because I'm, living, I'm giving them freedom to have long life and learn how to have self-control and to be led by the Spirit so they don't end up in a bondage in their life. I don't want them to live in sickness or obesity or things like that that, you know, keeps them in a bondage. So even little things in our life. We think we're choosing and making our choice, and I'm free. No, you're just living in a bigger bondage. You know, I thought, wow, we are not bound by our sin. We get to live as new, our new creature in a new nature in the Holy Spirit. 
You know, Jesus left us this amazing helper. Why are we not accessing him on a daily basis? He's our guide to this new life. He knows every turn. He knows every shortcut. You know, he knows everything that's going to produce growth in you. He knows everything that's going to produce blessing in you. He knows. He's got it all. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He is in the Trinity. He's, he's in with the dad and the son, okay? He knows what's about the family business. Um, that means that old fleshy selfishness, and, you know, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes my fleshy person's like, wants to be right up front. But that old fleshy selfishness gets to be put on the back burner and follow our spirit. It's not the other way around. Don't let life happen to you. Oh, whatever. I guess it's fine. Oh, I don't know. Whatever happens, happens. He's saying, hey, follow the path. I got a great plan for you. I got a great future for you. I have something that's going to add value to you. It's not the other way around, letting life happen to you. We all have seen people that have let life happen to them, and you just want to shake them. You're like, come on, do something. Because you know what lives in us? You know why we feel that way? Because the Holy Spirit lives in you. And you, it is hard as a believer, when you have the Holy Spirit living in you, it is hard to watch someone live in bondage, isn't it? When you watch someone live in bondage, you want to be like, here's the answer. But they're in bondage. They have like headphones on. They can't hear you. You know, they're looking around their little box and you're like, you know, it's like that glass and they're and you can't hear. You know what I mean? Because we don't want to see, we know what it's like to be on the other side. We never want to be back in that bondage again. Um, in 1 Peter 4.1, this is a message too. I'm really liking the message today. Since Jesus went through everything you're going through and more. Okay, so if you're struggling, if you're having strongholds, Jesus went through it and more. Learn to think like him. Think of your sufferings as a weaning from the old sinful habit of always expecting to get your own way. I like my own way. It is not good for me a lot of times. You know, I always want my own way. I don't want to wear shoes. And then, because I just don't like shoes. And then I wear them. I go and I beat up my feet and I stub my toe and I get mad. And I'm like, God, why'd you let that happen? He's like, really? Are we going to go over this? You know, something little like that. He said, get weaned of that sinful hammock of me, me, me. You know, a two-year-old, what's, your, what's theirs is theirs, what's yours is theirs. Anybody they walk by, that's theirs too. If they're in the store, theirs. Everything is theirs. They're two. Mine, 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 mine. You got an ice cream cone? They got one. They want theirs, yours, and the person sitting next to you too. They're two. That's the way our old sinful name says it. Me, 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 mine, my way. He's saying get weaned of that sinful habit. That is not who you are. When you're trying to break a baby of a binky, they're going to scream and cry, and they're going to, like, find those. They're gonna, if you take them to a daycare, they're going to steal them from another baby, right? Next thing you're thinking, where'd that come from? I didn't even bring one. You know, and you think, I got them all. Next thing you know, they got another one. They got a stash hidden in the couch cushions. You know, it takes time, and they're cranky and ornery. But we've got to get weaned from that sinful habit. So I'm going to keep going on. Then you'll be able to live out your days free to pursue what God wants instead of being t- tyrannized by what you want. What I thought I want, I look at my life and I'm thinking, okay, when I was 16, 17, even 18, if, if I got all the things I wanted, 
like I tell Matt, and I'm like, I'm so thankful for this man that God put in my life because he tells me no. I didn't like people who told me no. So God brought someone who was super hot, so I'll be attracted to him, to tell me no because I needed that. And I look, I look at where I would have been in other areas of my life, and I'm thinking, God, I am so glad that we did what you wanted and not what I wanted because I thought that looked good. And I'm like, that would have been a crazy mess. He is so good. You know, we're done with sin. We gained the mind of Christ. We gained that. That means we think like him because we know what he's like. His word talks over and over about what he's like. You know, if you don't think like him, your emotions don't match his, and your will is contrary to his, you know, you better ask who your guide is, your flesh or your spirit. So if you're feeling like, you know, this doesn't seem Jesus-y. This seems like maybe he wouldn't do this. Maybe he wouldn't lie and steal. There you go. You just found the wrong guide. Stop. Be like, okay, Holy Spirit, what would you do? I would tell the truth. Oh, okay, good. Good good plan, Holy Spirit. So if you, if you start realizing, you know what, I don't know what this looks like because, you know, anywhere in God's word, I never see Jesus acting like this. And I'm acting like this, so I'm pretty sure I'm the one that's following the wrong guide. You know, if you're quick to anger, self-serving, quick to offense, hot-headed, busy-bodied, bitter, it goes on and on. It's a given your old flesh, you know, is controlling you. It's having a demo party with your soul. It's got your mind thinking on, you know, how many, you know, we play that out in our mind over and over, like something we should have said to somebody, and then we're in that bondage. You know, the other person, they're off, woo, you know, living their life. And we're sitting there every moment thinking this is what they meant. This is what they said. Can't believe they thought that about me. Your flesh is just having a demolition party with your soul. Your mind, your will, emotions. He's just taken, he's just taken that, your life apart one by one. It brought you, when we allow our flesh to lead, it brings us right back to that pit. It's leading you back into shackles and chains of sin, which will always lead to death. That's not who you are. That's not who I am. It is incongruent to say Christ lives in me and not live supernaturally. Our normal everyday life should resemble the supernatural life of Christ. You know, prayer and the Word should be as normal as waking up, brushing your teeth, and looking at your phone, which I do have my Bible on my phone, but, you know, we all do that. Prayer and God's word should be normal. Miracles should be seen in our lives. Prophetic and discernment and healing should be normal occurrences. Visions and dreams should not be like, wow, I can't believe you had that. It should be like, yep, this is what's going on every day of my life. Wisdom should overflow your life. It's everywhere in God's word and in his leaders. It's easy if we're following the right guide. You know, logic says, you know, logic can be great. But don't let it hide you from God's wisdom. I have a plan, A, B, and C. I'm going to do this in this time frame, and I'm going to go here, and I'm going to work there. That's great to have a plan in your A, B, C, and rigidity of, you know, rigidness of, you know, logic and reason. This time, this place, because the statistics say blah, 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 whatever. God can go from A to Z immediately. Your statistics mean nothing to him. You don't go up to God and be like, well, statistics show, and God's like, 
Really? Statistics don't mean anything to him. I'm pretty sure that God knows how to go from A to Z. You know, he can go from sick to health to poor to rich to death to life immediately. He doesn't need a five-step plan. He doesn't have to say, well, you have to do this and you have to do that. If he wants to, you know, Lazarus, I'm pretty sure it was okay that God used his wisdom and power. He didn't say, well, statistically, I shouldn't be alive and I should probably, you should leave me here in this tomb because, you know, after three days, if your heart not beating, you know, nobody can, you know, statistics show that you're dead. No. He said, God is a miracle worker. He doesn't need to have, you know, statistics and logic and reason. God can do what God wants to do. He said, I want you to have a supernatural lifestyle. I want you to be like, you know what? You did not give me long life. That's it. I am going to raise you from the dead. Because God, you promised me in, in Psalms that you promised me 70 or 80 years. And I'm going to stand on that. Because I don't need A, B, C. I want A to Z. Because God, you can do things immediately. Life to death. Poor to rich. You know? You know, sick to health. If you're lacking supernatural encounters... That's because you've been following the wrong guide. It's available to you. Don't let him lie to you anymore. You are a supernatural being. You are all a supernatural being. You are supernatural. Don't let, don't let your flesh lie to you and say, well, I'm just not spiritual. You're a spirit. You live in a body, okay? There, you're spiritual, okay? So you're a spirit that lives in a body. You're spiritual, Okay? If you're lacking that, say, where's my guide? What's he saying? What's he asking me to do? How do I feel about that? You know, we, Hebrews 11.1, 1, we know faith comes from hearing. You know, God, you know, faith comes first. God created you to be a choice maker. You get to choose every day, all day long. It could be exhausting, you know. But we do. We get to follow what we want to look like. I don't want to look like my flesh because that gets some crazy stuff going on. You know? Like you ever throw a piece of laundry in your mom's hamper after she finally had the five seconds without one dirty piece of laundry? (laughs) Women, we all understand. (laughs) The guys are like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) There's a five-second window where there's no dirty laundry in the house. I've never seen it go longer than five seconds. We almost made it six once, but then we spilled the milk. So that's what happens. But we get to follow what, who we are and what we look like. Our eyes, our minds can see and feel and touch signs and wonders and miracle and reason, you know, and then it reasons them away. We see that. We have seen God do healing. We have seen God come with a word, a prophetic word that changed our life. We have seen in his word miracle upon miracle sign upon wonder we have seen things that our minds cannot comprehend and you know what we do we've reasoned it away well let me see you know they said oh well they where they went through at the red sea it was really only knee high no it was not we find a way to shut the box on god the problem that we haven't realized is we're the one in the box he's not in there So we're like, God, you live in here, and this is what I believe, and never challenge, ever, 
You know, this is what it is. And this is what I grew up with, and I don't need to learn anything else. Well, God, you are always going to be learning with God. He's going to grow you to the day you die. And then you get to worship and praise him for eternity, and you're going to continue to grow. You're going to continue that relationship. See, we think we put God in a box because we see the box. We're the ones in the box. God's not in there. We're in the box. My life in Christ living supernaturally should be so dominant that when I act in the flesh, it feels weird, almost appalling to me. You ever know when your flesh is starting to lead and you know it? And you're trying to get out of that? And you're thinking, I'm on a train wreck right now and I've got to get off this train. I can feel that the Spirit, I'm, it's going left and I'm going right. When you feel that, just stop. Say, God, what do you know, I need you, Holy Spirit, because the, what's going on up here is definitely not a supernatural lifestyle. Every day you have the opportunity to choose who you are, who you're following. You know, you have a book filled with wisdom. He overflows you with gifts and talents and abilities, and he has unending grace for you. I mean, if I was God, you know, that's why we're not God, because we, put, we would have never made it to this generation. We would have started over like a billion times. You know what I mean? We wouldn't have made it here. But he says, I have unending grace for you because you know who your spirit is? It's amazing. It's new. That's who you are. A to Z without stopping at every valley and pit and prison. If you keep ending up in the pits and the prisons and the valleys, go back and see who your guide is. God can bring you through life without living in the pits, in the valleys, in the prisons of your life. To live supernaturally is to choose how much and how often you follow the Holy Spirit. So if you want to live supernaturally every day, you can. If you want to live supernaturally when you come here to church, oh great. Good luck on the next seven, six days. You know what I mean? If you want to only live it, you know, when you're with people outside of your family, you're probably not going to be stay married very long or have good relationship with your kids. You choose how often you want to live with the Holy Spirit as your guide. Every day you get to choose who you're following. You can see heaven come to earth, or you can live in bondage, pining for when you get to go to heaven because your flesh is so out of control that you cannot control your mind and your will and emotions. And you're always falling in the pits. I want to bring heaven to earth. I like to live supernaturally. I like to have those giftings and talents and ability. I like to live without offense. And I like to live in the freedom. I like to be free in Christ. Not explain my behavior away. I want to follow him because he knows better. I don't want to fall into the pit. I don't want to fall into that water and drown. I don't, not because I have to, because I want to. I choose to be in submission to him because his ways are higher. His ways are better. He's going to bring me from death, destruction, to life. Supernatural life should be every day, not at church. It should be every single day. Supernatural living should be as normal as getting up, brushing your teeth, looking at your phone, having breakfast. It should be like, yeah, hey, guess what? God just, you know, they laid hands on this person and they got healed. You know, Matt had a supernatural experience where God just said, talk to these women. They're going through a tragedy. You know what? Both their husbands, a mother and daughter, their husbands both died. 
you know? And God came in and did something in their heart right there. That's supernatural living. Not normal like, well, I don't want to bother anybody. That's a lie. That's following that fleshy guide that just wants you to be all crazy and out of control. Living in the Spirit. I want to, I want to have prophetic words over our town. I want to see discernment of things. I want to see signs and wonders and miracles. When people say, that'll never happen, I want to say, oh, yes, it is, because I live in a different world than you do. So let's pray.